Aloha, and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from Hawaiian beaches on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay. Probably noticed my voice is a little bit raspy today. <laughs> That's really fun. Why, what's happened? Well, it seems that my voice would be raspy because I've been partying all weekend and even on Monday, like I just slowed down like Monday after Wisdom Dialogues. <laughs> there was a festival in town and um, it's called Monifest. It's a festival for women and the theme is kind of like bringing down the goddess. You know, it's like a goddessy energy. Pele is a goddess tent. I got to play the harp. I played the harp for like three hours there. <clears throat> and um, dancing and lots of tea. <laughs> they get, I really got my money's worth on the tea thing. You would pay five bucks and then you get a wristband and you can have all the tea you want. <laughs> All different kinds of really good teas, too. Yay. Okay, so I'm going to start now. Did I start? What was the pussy event? I did start. <laughs> oh. It was wonderful. Um, oh, the pussy event. It was called uh, Pussy Activation. I was playing harp outside of that event. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really fun, and and someone started toning with me while I was playing the harp. What's toning? Uh, well, she first she has a big crystal bowl, so she's doing that crystal bowl toning, and then her voice. She did this thing with her voice. I I can't even like imitate it. Well, I'll try anyways. It's like, but it's not like that at all because this thing just vibrates by itself. It's just like the whole lips and everything just vibrate by themselves. And it looks like it's just like, like a vibration. I've seen it before. I saw it when I was in the steam room. Someone, someone did that. I was like, oh, that's so rad. They just like hit to some kind of note within them, some kind of tone within them where it just like vibrates their lips. Hmm. I think it's rad. Anyways, it was really fabulous. It was really fabulous. And lots of meeting, lots of people. Like I said, drinking lots of tea. <laughs> Having vegetarian food. <laughs> Which is not really normal for me. <laughs> Since I so next weekend coffee, you're at the Tantra Fest. What's that? What's that, Bob? Next weekend, you're at the partying at the Tantra Fest. That's right. It's uh, it's festival season here. It's really fun. <laughs> and wisdom dialoguers get to come in for free to see oh, you. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's this next Monday. I won't be in, in Wawa. I won't be in Monday. Uh, next Monday, I won't be in Wawa. Instead, I'll be over there at Kalani. 
Yeah, at the Hawaii Tantra Fest, and it'll be from four to six. And anyone who sees this and would like to come can also get in for, to the Tantra Fest for free to come see me if you like. Isn't that fun? So are you eligible to do anything in the Tantra Fest? Can you like go for the festival because you're presenting? Yes, I'm going to be there for, um, for Sunday, no, Saturday, Sunday, all day and all day Monday. And then I'm going to come home and go to Kona to do the book thing on Tuesday. <laughs> That's why I won't be doing Wow, so online you get to go to the whole I won't be doing online wisdom dialogues next oh, year. You... Wow. So playing the harp and having a wisdom dialogue gets you into the whole manifest and tantra fest. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, and, and, and you know, I don't really even like look at it like that, like it gets me anything. It's just kind of like it's unfolding in a way where every, everything that comes into my perception is for me to use. You know, I use that for healing the mind, our shared mind. So whatever it is, whatever it is, that's what is being used for that. In this case, it happens to look like that. You know, it, it, it looks all the different ways it looks. Look all the different ways the perception looks. Oh, well. Yeah, well, that's why they know you and want you there. What's that? I they say that's why they know you and why they want you there. Because they that, that's exactly what you're contributing to your to their event. <clears throat> Cool. I'm down for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I got a message from Gabby saying um, that she doesn't see you on Facebook and she wanted to ask something. Um, oh, oh, well, okay. I can go to, let, let's do this. Let's go to Facebook and go to the Facebook group and let them know. Because I'm, I'm usually on Facebook. So those of you who see this on YouTube right now, I'm usually posting on Facebook. I have a group there. And you know, with Zoom, it's like one or the other. You don't, you don't like get to say, I want to do both. <laughs> right. And she said that she tried sharing something on YouTube, but the words are limited. It says, she said, but it said the, wor the words are limited on YouTube. So she says she's going to text me and I'll just ask you from here. I love it. And then I just posted a link to the Wisdom Dialogues online one, so people can get to it on YouTube. Yay. So this was the thing that was just coming up, Bob, or where, um, you know, I really felt, I really felt inspired about um, this being, this being true, like in, for all religions, you know, if you look at across all religions, like if you look at the Bible, for instance, uh, it says, you know, of yourself you can do nothing you know that's one of the things that it says um and my mom was telling me some other stuff too i didn't write it down or anything but you know it's like not you go back to nothing no one is capable of doing anything just like that one right there let's go back to no one is capable of doing anything and so that's why 
your forgiveness is always justified. See, but it's not really your forgiveness. It is and it isn't, let's say. It's not your forgiveness as you may know forgiveness, okay? As a, like, like the brain interpretation kind of mind forgiveness, you know? It's a different kind of forgiveness. It's a forgiveness that comes with the, the wisdom of, you know, allowing for, just allowing for, being willing to be shown that no one is capable of doing anything, no matter what else is being perceived. See, uh, the ego is very arrogant in this, arrogant in it, that you, that, you know, this person is capable of doing something and look how it upsets you. See? And when you're, when you're willing to see that the underlying belief really isn't true, then it gets revealed to you. You know, you, when, when you're just, you don't have to understand it or not, just be a little bit willing to see that no one is capable of doing anything. See, then all of your upset, all of your upset, it gets melted away. It's like a deep breath. See? And the, and you, you being, so you, that proves that you can't be a victim of anybody's whatever seems to be yeah. happening. Yes, it's that. And it's also, it's also no one's getting themselves into trouble. Nothing's wrong. See, it's like everyone, my mom called me today and this is where, where that came up or I talked to her, I called her, but she, she told me about my brother, how he's devastated because he just went back to jail. He's been running from the law. He's gotten beat up and like in front of his children, which you know, just a few months before that, he told me, I am not going to let my children get arrested. Get arrested. Well, he like got beat up and arrested. And it's like this big fear energy of what's wrong, you know? And I noticed, I noticed that like it, it comes as an energy. If there's nothing really happening. Like there's no one going to do an energy, you know? And, and, you know, the ego will take this in a smart ass way, like, oh, you're saying nothing happens, like nothing matters and stuff like that. Well, in a way, yeah. And then also it's all, it's, it's your curriculum and that's why it matters. It's your freaking curriculum. So it's like, whatever it is that arises for you, you get the perception of, oh my goodness, my son's going to jail and he's so devastated and he's had all this, you know, this stuff happen like this. And just to allow the feeling to, to wash over you, to allow, uh, use it for that. Use it for that. See, nothing's really, nothing's really happening. I, I, you know, when, when she said it to me, I could sense like a, a, a sense of unrelaxation. It seemed to be in her, but see, this is the difference between projecting and taking responsibility. It seemed to be in her, but I know that she's in me. So it's my responsibility. See? So it, it's like all of it is. So, so when my mom is telling me about her son, see, 
and oh my goodness, she's, you know, he's so devastated and stuff like that. There's a feeling with that. It seems like it's in her, right? But since she's really in me, <laughs> it's my responsibility. So, and it's really easy and fun. That's the best part of it. It's ridiculously e easy and fun and connecting. So, you know, what did you say to her? Um, well, it's not really in the words. That's the first thing is it is not, it's not in the words. It's actually underneath the words. Okay. Okay. So it's like, whatever I say to her, it becomes to me completely unimportant. <laughs> just like whatever I say to you, just come, it's to me, it's completely unimportant because what I'm sharing with you is beneath the words. Right. See? Right. But that's not even important at all. There's a pause when somebody's telling you something terrible. Yeah. And like, not that you're supposed to say something, but that's what it feels like in the moment. Like this whole Kobe Bryant thing. How everybody's saying how terrible it is. I mean, I don't know him. And it does, I mean, his daughter, all of that. You, nothing happened. What's that? Nothing happened. Yeah, that's, that's for you to know. And then, and then as you allow that to be your felt experience, you automatically share. So you don't have to decide what to say. Right. Yeah. You don't, there's no decision in what to say. But is there, when the feeling is a sadness, what do you do with it? It's the same as anything. I mean, that's why, you know, you generalize all of the feelings. They're no, they're no difference. They're all for the same thing. So they're all, they're all received. They all get received with the same kind of willingness. Only the amount of willingness starts to change. You just become more and more willing. <laughs> you know, but the, but the feelings, you know, it's like your brain is like making an interpretation and telling you how you feel. It's making an interpretation of this energy. Sadness is juiciness. Mm. It's just on the surface, it's sadness. I'll give you an I'll give you an example when I was when I was getting ready for to getting ready to play the harp at the pussy activation this weekend and I was walking up and down the line of beautiful wahine one of them was crying just like and her whole body was shaking just like standing there crying in line you know and and I just like walked up to her and I hugged her and we held each other super close and, and I could feel that there was this resistance going on with the crying. And then there was, and, and then I could just feel that in my own, it's in my field, it's in my field of information. I'm receiving that information. I allow that to feel and allowing a deep breath and, and, the, and the body's energy field to open. That's it. And then, and then I just held her for a little bit. And then after a while, I, I found myself starting to rub her, 
rubber back, kind of like in an emotion like that. And then I found myself saying, it's okay. And then we both, we, sat, we stayed together like that, kind of like glued together until she was laughing with me. <laughs> wow. And then we just had a little brief conversation, you know, where, where she said, you know, I just don't feel like I belong here, you know, like I don't feel like I'm like these women in this line, you know, and I don't feel like I belong here. And I go, well, you know, that's not a personal thought. <laughs> That's, that's pretty much everyone gets that thought, you know, it doesn't mean like, you know, you're somehow special for getting that thought. <laughs> and we just laughed and laughed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just no, it's no problem for what's greater than, you know, the thought of you, let's say the image of you, whenever you feel any pressure on yourself, whenever you feel any burden on yourself to perform a certain way, to speak a certain way, all that is, is the ego. Right. There's not, that's nothing. It's meaningless. There's, you cannot determine how you're going to come across. Right. You can only, you only determine, you choose how you're going to receive it. Are you re going to receive it as a lesson, as a blessing? It's all for you. It's for you. It's not for them. They are you. It is for them, but not in that way. It's for, it's for them by extension through you. It's like, it's like you need them and they need you in equal way. You need them and they need you because when you, when you, when you get that teaching and learning are exactly the same, you see how you're being served when they're exactly the same to you. Teaching and learning are exactly the same. That means you're getting a gift. You have the perception of your son being devastated, going to jail. That's a gift. It's not like it's a reflection on you as a person or as a spirit, spiritually evolved or anything like that. It's meaningless in that respect. It's for awakening your mind. It's a gift for you. It's a teaching for you. And, and, you know, and you're, you're doing the teaching and you're also doing the learning. And if they also receive that, and they will, that's a, that's a thing about extending. That's how, it, when it goes by extens extension like that, none of it's lost. None of your words are lost on people. Because the, the, the extending love that's where you don't have a burden on yourself to perform. See? Mm. You don't have a burden on yourself to perform. That's extending love. And in extending love like that, it's always received. 
you may you might not see the, an immediate reflection back to you on the surface but the outcome is certain when that person in that you know that that person let's say this um what's the better way to say person so you can understand where what i'm saying with this when that thought progression let's say that that thought progression has gone far enough that a choice is made all those gifts are received when a choice is made for truth truth all those gifts are there ready waiting for them to receive them anything shared in love everything shared in love how do you know if it's shared in love you're receiving it you're you're the one receiving it you're the one that's learning mm -hmm. And in turn, that's teaching. Same. You're the one that's teaching, and in turn, that's learning. It's your teaching to yourself. Everything that you, everything that you think is true about yourself, that's what you're teaching, and that's what you're learning. So if you think you need to get some advice on how to choose your words, what about in this situation? Then what do I say? And you know, there's no problem with that. No problem with that. That's a, that's a playing out. That's on the surface. Just as long as you know, ultimately, there's absolutely no, no burden on yourself. I can give you an example that's coming to mind right now. I think a lot of you know that I play the harp. I've been playing the harp for like four years, since 2016. And you know, it's always been like, oh, it just sounds good to me. I, you know, I love the vibration and it just, I, I love it. So I've been taking lessons and I learn all kinds of songs and stuff. And then I was, I was asked to attend um, Monifest as a harpist. And I, I just said, okay, you know, sure. And then, and then on my harp lesson, I asked my teacher, I go, I go, okay, I've just been booked for about like, well, it was booked for th two and a half hours. I ended up playing three hours, but booked for two and a half hours of harping. I don't have a repertoire that's that long. And she said, oh, you're totally okay. Just move your fingers on the harp. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it's fun because I see that I'm watching. I'm asking the harp teacher. And I'm still acknowledging there's no burden on myself to do anything. You know, I was just led to say yes. I didn't say, I didn't think about how much re repertoire I have, you know. And with my small harp, now that my big one's in the shop, I have less of a repertoire, too. So I could have totally gotten out of it by just saying, I only have my small harp. But I, but it just, yes, just came out. So um, I was committed to doing it. And then... And, but then not totally committed to doing it either because <laughs> I said, you know, I love my friend Leia's music and she's such a good musician. What if I just give that spot to me to Leia? I bet everyone would enjoy that way more. And so I, so I, I called my, or I text my friend Leia and go, Hey Leia, would you like that spot? Or I called her. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> would you like that spot? where I'll be playing the harp. And um, she's like, like, can you do that? And I go, 
Oh yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure they just didn't understand, you know, because like last year I was doing Monifest and I was giving wisdom dialogues while playing the harp. And I was like, I don't think they, you know, people were probably going, and she was playing the harp and stuff, you know, and they go, oh, she's a harpist. We'll just have her play the harp. And, and, and you know, I was like, yeah, wisdom dialogues was like the main thing. The harp was like second. Like, I don't think they understand. Like, I'm not really like a musician. <laughs> so I get hold of my friend who puts on the whole event. And I, you know, I ask her about that. And my, you know, my friend, Jill, uh, she's really like a big, uh, big energy in my life. And um, she, her voice deepens and she's kind of like grandmotherly. And she goes, no, you are playing the harp. It has to be you and it has to be harp. <laughs> oh, <yay> then. <laughs> and immediately I felt like I felt just so relieved. She's like, Hope, just show up and be yourself and play the harp. <laughs> nice. So it turns out I have another paying gig coming. Yeah, well, we, we got. What's that? Another paying gig? Yeah. So they're this paying you to play the harp? Yeah. I, they asked me to come and, and they'd pay me to play the harp at an event called um, Cosmic. Cosmic contact. It's a. It's It's. It's probably um, Daniel's take on contact dance. You know Daniel Levy. You probably know him. His take on. Um, cosmic oh dance. right, him and Tanya and them have that class. That partner dancing. I just love it. It's so beautiful. It's like you. 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 You touch. You. You touch each other like maybe your hand or your fingertips. I've seen. Uh, palm to the head, which looks really good. Um, and then like elbows and maybe shoulders and maybe going around the back. But it's like so like, wow, it's just energy. And it's, it, it is really beautiful. Um, and I was really like inspired by the music and dancing this weekend. It was just really um, showing me. And then my friend Padma came over too, and he said it too in a different way where he was talking about um, Shiva and Shakti. You know, like Shakti's like the dancer, and Shiva is the, the Shiva is the he, the Shakti is the she. And it's like Shakti is the dancer, and Shiva is uh, like the grounding, spacious energy that holds the dance. You know? And, and then, <laughs> hi, Bron. There's, there's no, <laughs> that's my son, Bron, in case uh, anyone, any of you don't know. I may have some new watchers now because YouTube. Um, so anyways, it's like this, this, this music and music, dance, sound, like all we see, all we have a perception of, it's like sound and it's like a dance, very uh, it's like it's like all the instruments um, playing, and we're the instruments, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, and and it's like, and and it's like, how can any part of it be judged if that's the case? 
you know, it just makes it so that forgiveness is always, you know, it's another thing pointing to how forgiveness is always justified because forgiveness, you know, of your own judgment of it, like how this dance is coming together when all the instruments are playing simultaneously. <laughs> so back to the harp well anyone that heard you play the harp what's that go ahead i Bob. said anyone that hears you play the harp is completely anyone that's heard you play the harp is completely enchanted and anyone that hears you would want you to be at their event because it's not just you know the notes it's it, you're just improvising but it's it's the energy it's your your energy field uh combining with the energy field of the harp and then that unites with the energy field of the people and that's what that's what they're after you don't have to be like a virtuoso uh, harpist that uh, knows all these compositions it's just your energy field that translates into the energy field of the harp and the energy field of the people and people feel that and that's why you get invited why and now they're paying you and everything for that even though you're not uh you know a skilled uh uh you know harpist with a big uh repertoire playlist or whatever <laughs> <laughs> repertoire. Bob, yeah. how come you're sideways bob how come you're looking? Uh, because because my uh, I, my laptop is here, but my uh, screen and my uh, uh, keyboard does not work. So I have my screen and keyboard uh, beside my laptop. So I'm looking at the screen to the left, and my camera on my laptop. I here on the right because we see you so, okay got it so that's that's as long as we're yeah, looking so at that's your why good i'm always looking as long as we're side. looking at your good side bob <laughs> oh i'm good any which way oh it's all good side <laughs> okay, so should i read what gabby asked wanted to ask you mm, okay okay she says Today, I got a missed call from my ex-husband. He said to call me ASAP. Our 13-year-old son got suspended for vaping in school. His grades have been bad, and my ex-husband said if he continues Wait, this I just want to stop it right there, because the first thing that's coming to me is leave him alone. <laughs> Go ahead. Leave her son alone? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. He's going to switch him. If it continues, he's going to switch him, switch schools and take him, take him from me because I'm not disciplining him. Ask him what he wants. Ask the son what he wants. Yes, ask right. him what he wants. Right. That's just what's coming up right now. Yeah. I noticed ask the wave. Him what of he wants. Leave him alone. Ask him what he wants. Ask him what he wants. Okay. And then she says, I noticed the wave of fear and let myself feel it. My mm -hmm. son played the perfect role for me to feel guilty for not standing up for him and stopping my ex-husband from switching him schools. Today, wow. my son even said to me, my dad is playing his role, but if you're not playing your, 
but you are not playing yours. Uh-huh. It's not fair. I went to the school and the principal spoke to both of us that he will be suspended for three days. By the way, the vape pen of marijuana he took was my mom's. So guilt came up about him stealing it from my mom, his grandma. Uh-huh. I had Sign a paper for my son to switch schools. Yeah. And my ex-husband had him pack all of his things and took him. He will be staying with his dad and going to a different school and he can and he can come visit me. The biggest guilt was around the fact that I see as I let go of the old program of being responsible for my son. Oh, she's she's letting go of the old programming. I'm being responsible of being responsible. The voices get louder and tell me I need to take control back. And if only I would have been open to hopes concepts and I would have not awakened to this, he would still be here. It's all my fault. And now he's gone. Almost almost as if he died or something. It feels very heavy and painful to think I could have done something to stop this from happening, but my spirit feels that I get to trust that he's supposed to go to his dad's house. My question is, my son going with his dad, is it because he still sees himself as guilty, so he needs a parent to punish him? And since a new parenting, since a new- Forget about that. Forget, don't analyze him. Don't yeah. even analyze him. No, just forget about that. It's for you. It's a gift for you. It's a gift for her. Okay. It's uh, a gift for you. He's giving, he's giving you a gift. Your husband, all this is coming together as one thing, one general thing to prove to you that you need to go back to being a victim. Okay. If you won't accept, if, if you, if you won't accept that, if you won't accept that, this will be a really deep healing. You don't have to accept that. And, and all it takes to not accept that is just a little bit of willingness. And I know you're, I, I know you're on it. You're yeah. awesome. You're totally on it. Everything, every, everything will rise. If people are going, Hey, you're not playing your role and stuff like that. Let yourself to relax because whatever roles you need to play that are going to come through you allowing yourself to relax. This doesn't mean do not do things. This is very different. This means you're not capable of doing anything. It's very, very different. It's not, it's not some advice to tell you don't do things. It's knowing that you're not capable of doing things. You're having a deep breath within your body's energy field that's allowing whatever to, to you do to be like that music, that extension of love. See, whatever it is, wherever you find yourself, and you got it, you, you got it, you totally got it by feeling through all of these feelings. Feeling through this guilty feeling, letting it just come up and the kind of like wash over you, kind of opening your body's energy field to this feeling. Because the only way you're relating is through this kind of, it's like a sound vibration. No one's going to anyone's house. No one's going to anyone's house. This is an interpretation. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do something. That has nothing to do with it. That's surface play. Let the doing play out. See? 
And here's an example that goes back to the harping. You know, when I arrived at the Pussy Activation Temple and I was going to play out there and, and I was like, hey, I don't see a spot for me. Uh, I don't see a spot for me here to set up. And it's like, oh, and I realized complete unattachment to whether I play or not. It didn't look like there was really a spot for me to play. I even got in line. Someone let me come in line and I went into the actual event and got saged by someone so I could talk to someone and ask them where I should I set up. <laughs> and, uh, and she said, I don't know. And I said, oh, okay. And I was just like, totally like, well, maybe I won't be playing, you know? And that's really how it is. It's like, what does... It's like allowing whatever it is to play out the way it plays out without your adding attachment or resistance to it. See, just allowing it to play out as it does. Now, you know, you can, you can look at, you can look at how you feel now as, as opposed to how you felt before and, and notice notice the difference do you want to does that sound good to you to go back to um being you're not you're you're, you're never going to be the same after this you're never going to be the same after you're not, never going to be the same after it do you want to go back to that do you want to go back to being responsible for your actions because you know even though it's not possible for you to be responsible for your actions or it's not possible for you to do anything your mind is so power that powerful that it's very possible to make the illusion that you're capable of doing it and for you to believe it completely and feel like it's true and the feeling that feels like it's true is a guilty feeling that's what draws you back in you know just ask yourself does that sound good to me do I feel like going back to I'm, I'm responsible for my actions. It's up to me to do it of my own might and will. Take a guilty feeling and say, okay, this guilty feeling is justified because I should be doing this differently. And then take it upon yourself to try to manipulate, manipulate the perception of your body. Like it's really doing it like that. I wish she could talk with you. Um, she said, someone that's in jail or doing hard drugs or things like that, is it because they think they should be punished? Don't even go there. Don't. Stop. Okay, let me go to the next <laughs> one. It says, like right now, I'm fatter than I've ever been. Do I have a fat body because guilty self-concept is playing out you don't have a body that's what's going on you don't actually have a body the body is a guilty self-concept the body as you perceive a body is a guilty self-concept it's fat or no fat you don't have to feel you don't have to make it a guilty thing if you if you find yourself if you find yourself perceiving yourself as if you're in a fat body, you're having a dream, have fucking fun with it. Have fun. You know, okay, here's how, here's how it went down for me. I've been 200 pounds before um, and like lots of different places in between that. 
And for me, when it was really like, ah, this is so fun. I felt some judgment come up around going in a bathing suit or going naked or something like that. Some judgment about myself. And I just took all my clothes off and I stood in the full length mirror and said, what is it about myself that I'm making wrong? What is it about this body that I'm making wrong? And you know, it's really not even myself. It's kind of a loose way of saying, not myself. <laughs> what is it about this body? But see, it reflects on, <clears throat> excuse me, it reflects on myself in that it, it teaches myself because the, the mind doesn't know uh, the mind doesn't know that you're making it about this body. The mind take, takes it as it's about yourself, anything that you project onto. So it's like, this. since my body's fat, I must be guilty. Or I, since my body's fat, it must be a guilty concept. No, it's nothing like that. That's, a, that's judgment. It's nothing like that at, at all. If you find yourself in, you know, as if you're in a fat body, as if you're in a fat body, um, that's for you to play with. That's just for fun. You know, you know, when I, whenever I found myself in a body that I would consider fat, for instance, I was having a kick-ass time. Because <laughs> it just didn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. You're only judging you. Other people yeah. already accept you for who you are. Yeah, and if they don't, if they don't seem to, they're just kidding. <laughs> if they don't, it doesn't matter. If yeah, but if they don't, if they don't seem to appreciate you, to totally appreciate you, they're just kidding. Because they do. They do. They're just kidding because you asked them to play around with you like that. You said, "Hey, fuck around with me like this." This is how I want to do it. Because you, you, you can see through it. That's how you see through it. And you know, when I say you're making that kind of agreement with them, it's pre-mind. It's, pre, it's before this thought thing. So in the illusion, from your perspective, you really have no choice in how it's going to come for you. It, you have no choice in how it's going to come up for you. But you can trust that it's all perfect because it's perfectly picked out and orchestrated. Let's say orchestrated because it's musical for you because this is your gift. This is, and you know, this is, you could say it's your special purpose in a way because it's specifically for you from this point of view. From this point of view, to allow healing for everyone. You're not alone in feeling it, and you're not alone in healing it. Um, hey, that rhymed. Yeah, and as you <laughs> heal it, so do the others. Everyone can relax. I noticed that a lot um, with my daughter, and <laughs> Bob, Bob brought it up uh, in wisdom dialogue that kind of hit me because he said well you know you're talking about your daughter and it kind of like eh, you know i just when something's when something said is it doesn't ring true i just kind of get a little uh, like that and i was like 
Yeah, it's not really like that, though. Um, like a gossipy thing, you know. Sometimes I notice people want me to tell them more of the story, and I'm like, well, that's not really the point, you know. <laughs> you get deeper into the story. Um, that's not really the point of it. The point of it is to see that um, this is being brought up as an example. This is being brought up as something that might be triggering for people, you know, as something that they get an experience, a, a similar, a lot of people can relate to these kinds of experiences with family members. Like I was talking about, you know, like mother and son, mother and daughter type thing or whatever, parent and child. <laughs> Um, and in giving those specific examples, that's revealing how this specific, this is specifically playing out that gives it sort of like a specific purpose for me because it's only meaningful to me in certain ways, you know, just automatically. I don't choose it to be like that or not. It just automatically as the body sense is playing out, you know, to someone else hearing, hearing it that's not related, then it might not have the same, it definitely won't have the same kind, be bringing up the same kind of uniqueness, unique way of feeling it, but then it's all general, see? The uniqueness comes just for you because that's where you can heal from. So in any, whatever way it comes up, it's always just perfect. Like, you know, oh, there's this perception of having a daughter, you know, doing cocaine and looking um, like she's, you know, not, not well, let's say, looking unwell. And I had a friend come up to me uh, when I was at Monifest and, you know, she was so light and happy and everything. And then all of a sudden she goes, oh, and she, her face just got so sad. Face just got so sad. And she said, is Akea okay? You know, like that. And I go, yeah, she's totally good. She's totally fine, I promise. And she goes, oh, because I saw her and she just didn't look, you know, and she was just like, and, and, you know, hands to the face like that and everything. And I just go, it's okay. She's only kidding. She's really only kidding. <laughs> Everyone is joy. Akea is only joy. Know her as you know her, as joy. Know her as you know herself, because know yourself. And then that's really how it is. It's like, you know, you, you perceive them as you perceive yourself. So if you're getting a perception and saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm really bad. I'm really bad. You can't see joy in me. And it's like, can I have another interpretation? Yes, you can. You can see joy in, in, in all of it, because that's what's really there. The way we're seeing people is a misperception. Someone committed suicide. They're kidding. They're just kidding. The body that appears to you, the body that occur occurs to you is an energetic expression. The past playing out. Past thoughts playing out. And that, and the root of that, that, that past thought is that you separated yourself from reality. You separated yourself from the ease and comfort of being a creation, like a royal creator of reality, not your own reality in this world. 
This world that you perceive is only for bringing back the vision of reality that you are, you haven't really lost it, but you're blocking it. And that's why you see a world of separation. It's like the person is being held up as an idol, like say it's the sun and it's just like, no, I don't want it. I'm in the shade. <laughs> kind of like how my eyeballs are in the shade right now from the sun. See, I know the sun's still there. <laughs> if I take this off, there it is. <laughs> So you're making the analogy that it, when we take off the body, we're still there. It's there. We're what, there. You're, what you're perceiving, what you're perceiving of the body, like say, say you're having a perception of someone who's not well. Right. It's like this. It's like the sun is their well. The shade is they're not well. Hey, they're well. They're, yep. You could say, Use, use this kind of use this kind of symbolism just for now for play if it appeals to you. Uh, like like this let like let's say the sun is the truth. The sun is the truth, and you block yourself from the light of the sun. You're you're not seeing the truth. You're seeing darkness. Not that, I'm not saying it's bad to be in the shade. I got my eyes in the shade right now. It's awesome. <laughs> I can't see the sun with my eyeballs, but I know it's there, right? right? So with my body's eyes, I'm not seeing anything. With my body's interpretation, I'm not making anything out that's real. So if I see a person who seems to be on drugs and having a hard time and suffering and stuff like that, they are kidding. They're like that, you know, they're like, hey, will you wear this hat and fuck around with me? And you just go, no thanks, I wanna see you how you are bright and perfect and wise and truthful. Uh -huh. <laughs> and she always has been. Yes. This is just like, it's, it's like a veil. It's a, like a veil of illusion. I will, I, if I, if I, if I choose to believe in the veil of illusion, that's what I'm believing that about myself. As the mind takes it, I'm only believing that about myself. So I ask for another interpretation. You know, I've heard it called spiritual bypassing. And, and that's, that's really, that's really fun. You know, I'm like, oh, thank you. And no problem. If you need to see it as spiritual bypassing, that's okay. But it's a, it's a sense like, um, it's a, it's a sense like, okay, it really seems like something's wrong, but you're asking for another interpretation to see what the truth, to see what the truth is. We don't see through our eyes. We don't get a sense of reality through our senses. Not even the brain. The brain is interpreting nonsense, something that will never make any sense to us. All there is is love. That's an interpretation. It's a modification on who she is. Which if I believe in that modification, then I believe that I'm also modified. I believe that I've been modified and that's what I'm teaching myself and that's what I'm making into my life. See? 
And it's like people and things and circumstances are deliberately put into the field to bring up a particular reaction in you. Mm. It's wonderful. What it all is used for healing, it's just wonderful, whatever it is. Mm. Like, oh, thank you. It so, it, it so doesn't matter on the surface about how it's playing out. I do notice that when, whenever my daughter shows up over here, when she leaves, she's laughing. Unless she goes and talks to someone else before she leaves and gets into a different mode. But when she leaves my presence, let's say, <laughs> she's laughing. The human emotion. Well, when you're shining with that light of love. Yeah, and you know what? And here's the other thing. I'm not attached to her laughing either. I will be just as happy if she leaves crying. <laughs> so you're the human emotions of sadness or is just not It's not true. It's not justified. It's not even justified. And see, people think that'll, that'll make you uncaring. That's not what my experience is at all. I find myself very caring and connected with people and able to hold a person who's sad. No problem. Because I'm not doing it. <laughs> all I'm doing is allowing the truth to be revealed to me. So I could still be perceiving an illusion in the shade, so to speak, and know the sun is the sun and it's not changing. Okay, it's not changing that. Yeah, well, you're shining the light of love then you see problems are just an absence of light. It's like you say, it's in the shadow. And what's a shadow? It's nothing. There's nothing yeah. there. It's just an absence of light. So that's why you don't give any meaning or power to it or any reality. Uh, it's because it's, it's a nothing and it's unreal. It's, it's not even unreal. It's just zero, nothing, shadow, absence of light. So um, that's uh, the uh, issue. You, you were talking about the Bible. So in the first chapter of Genesis, we have the true example of creation, the seven days of creation, where God is the creator. And uh, man lives in paradise in the Garden of Eden. But then we have the second chapter of Genesis, where things seem to go wrong. And in the second chapter of Genesis is introduced what's called the Lord God. First chapter, it was God. The second chapter, it's the Lord God. And the Lord means is synonymous with law. So it's the God that lays down the law. Well, you don't have so to take it like that. So he lays down the law. You don't, you don't have to take it like what? that, though. 
you don't have to take it as that, like in that way, the God who lays down the law. I mean, you could say the only law is love. So it's like the, you could say, you could say, you, you know, one way to just see it a little bit different is it's the, it's the God who holds down the law of love while you attack it. <laughs> it's the God who holds it in place. Right. Well, you, well, you try to attack it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see, but that's a, it's the false God because then uh, that what's different about the second chapter, it's the number two. So that brings the duality, the law of good and evil. Then there, in the first chapter, you have the tree of life. In the second chapter, you have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So that's why then things kind of go wrong because uh, the ego, the, the human personality separated by God is living in that uh, seesaw dualism of good and evil. Everything that you aspire to good eventually returns to its opposite, which is evil. You become rich and then you're subjected to being poor. You're well, you're subjected to being sick. You're happy, you're subjected to being sad. So uh, then that's, uh, the uh, error that uh, we live in as, as just common human beings that, that, as you say, there is no creation in that reality. You're just kind of stuck in this seesaw uh, uh, dualism that, uh, that gets you nowhere. You're, you're in a, a merry-go-round just going around and around and around from good and evil uh, bad and good, and uh, nothing, uh, and you're you're out of the the sphere of God and and the the sphere of love. Yes, that's right. It's the it's that um, that that will to know the difference between good and evil. That's what brings down all the polarities, even the even the rich poor. You know, sick, well, it brings on all the polarities. Look at, forget about your ideas of the differences and just let the differences arise. And as the differences arise and play out in your perception, use any emotional reaction for healing. It's the simplest thing. There's nothing else going on. There's nothing else to do. It doesn't seem to be very much to say about it, but somehow a bunch of words come out. <laughs> so, oh, Gabby, Gabby sent me another, what was it, a text? She sent me a text too. I, do you want me to read it? Oh, Maybe. go ahead. Yeah, do yours. Mine's a little bit older. I told her I'd address it and with some dialogue. Okay. She said that her son asked her, why don't you stop me from leaving? But for some reason, the character Gabriella is not saying no. He's saying, no, he's staying here. And, and so I'm judging myself for not acting and stopping his father from taking him. Did she ask him what he wants? What I really want to do is tell his dad to leave him here and let him be and trust his journey. But Gabby is not acting on it. And I don't understand why. I told her. Does he want to stay with her? Is that the deal? Did she, does she, did she ask him what he, what he, does he, did she actually ask him what he wants? Are you saying you want to stay here? 
Or does she already know that? Um, What's the problem? She can't get on the webinar? She can't, YouTube, well, it didn't go on Facebook and YouTube won't let anybody type anything on it. Yeah, she can go on Zoom. Can't she? I don't know why she doesn't. Doesn't have she have an email, a, a computer? She can get on Zoom. Mm. What's stopping good. her from getting on Zoom? She's coming. She's going to be talking. My son wants to stay. Oh, okay. Did you ask him? Oh. Okay. No. Okay. So he wants to stay. Oh. Uh huh. So she knows he wants to stay, but she's not being led to do anything about it right yeah yeah so it's it's just like you know if you don't find yourself doing anything about it if it, you you know if you're just following your guidance but it's not like look this here's the thing gabby that uh, i see people get caught up in and misunderstanding this is that i shouldn't do anything that's the same as being a doer okay I don't think doing the, I shouldn't do anything. He's not being led to do it, but the mind is coming in saying, I should be, why am I not doing this? Okay, She's good, good, good. Uh, that's perfect. I just like to make that clear for people who are listening. Um, that's perfect, Gabby. So it's like, you're getting this should from, you're getting this should in your mind. It's just like, thank you for letting me know. The same thing to your son. Thank you for letting me know. You know, it's just like that kind of energy. Is that uh, kind of energy? It's like an appreciation for what it is. Okay, I have all of the information. Thank you. Thank you. To your own thought process. Wow. Yes. Okay. Okay, thank you for that information because as the thought process of, hey, you're guilty for not, you should be more of this kind of thought process. As you're getting that kind of, it's kind of like a hammering of this information. And it seems like you keep on getting pulled off center. You know, it's, it's trying to get you to identify as someone who should. It's kind of like the voice of a, of a it's like a demon voice. Anything that says should, watch, watch that, pay attention to it. Anything that says should, you know. And it's like with your, with your son, you can just embrace his feeling. I know, honey, I know this is hard. I'm not like really giving you words, but an energy, you know, an energy here. It's like, I know, baby, it's okay. It's like that kind of energy. Instead of explaining, justifying anything like that. Oh, Gabrielle is on. What? She's on, uh, she's on here. Oh, she's wanna... on, yeah, I see. Yeah. Yay, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. Yeah, I'm so sorry. You are, um, Yay, I, okay. I think I unmuted her. Yeah, I unmuted you. Perfect. So you can talk if you want. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, yes. Would you like to come on camera as well? Uh, sure. I want to see how fat you are. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> 
almost. You're coming. You're going to come into focus any moment. Am I too fat for you to see? <laughs> Your mom was so fat. You ever play some of those jokes? They're pretty funny. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you to start your video. I think that might help you. The host has asked you to start your video. Okay. Hello. Okay. Oh, my uh, God. Look how much your hair has grown hair. out. Thank you for joining. Oh hair is growing. So I'm not sure how long my baby, my, oh, thank you for having me. I'm not sure how long my four-year-old is going to let me talk, but I just want to hurry oh and talk to you. Can I see him? Before he comes and starts asking oh, me. Oh, Isabella. That's a baby. That's a sure. But then he's not gonna let me ask my questions. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I thought you're. I thought you were with him. Hope. Hi, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is my one-year-old. I'll be right back. Okay. So yeah, um, I want to. I wanted to stop him from leaving. I feel like he's not doing anything wrong. I trust his journey. I get to just be unconditional love for him. But the co-parent is like, no, we need to discipline him. I am not having this. I am taking him. Okay. And so I, I, I had this like anxiety of like, I need to stop this. And so I called him and I said, look, could you just trust that his journey is perfect? Like he's going to be okay. And he's like, no, Gabby, I'm not where you're at. I don't believe that this is right. I'm uh -huh. taking him. And so I felt like if I continued, I would, have, I would just be resisting life. Yeah. And I, I thought maybe life is playing this out because he's supposed to go to his dad's. And so I don't know if, I guess I've, I'm confused about why this character isn't stopping him from leaving. Well, you know, that's, that's the thing. And that's why, you know, a guilty consciousness arises. You know, this, this movie of Gabby is playing out so that you can get these triggered emotional responses. You know, the underlying thought is that you separated yourself from reality, okay? So it's triggering all, all of these things that you perceive and, the, you know, this sadness that you perceive that you're not going after a solution and stuff like that. That is all just for an energetic play. None of it is really happening. And your boy, he's just kidding. He's just kidding when he says that kind of stuff to you. You can let your heart be happy and peaceful. You rest in the peace that you are within your boy telling you those things. God, that feels good. You'll see. The, the, you know, the outcome is, it, it's, it, you're, it's certain. You cannot avoid the outcome. The outcome is the outcome. Okay. And, it, and whatever goes on in the life, it's just to, because... That's your, it's like, it's kind of like, think of yourself as a dolphin diving into this, like a happy, playful dolphin diving into this wave. Okay. It's like, yay. Because only you, only you are qualified to allow this healing in this particular circumstance right here. See, it's up to, it's like, it's giving you your purpose. It's like, it's your unique purpose. Is to be in this that seems specific from your point of view. And you're going to generalize all of it. You're on it. Ah, beautiful. Thank you, you so much. Yeah. 
you can't help the other it. question i asked hope was mm -hmm. the other uh, sorry the other question i asked Lori to ask you is so when things play out for example my son like getting caught doing something and then he he left with his dad is it because he sees himself as guilty and and is this body is is my fat body do i have a fat body because i'm perceiving myself as guilty and then once i stop perceiving myself as guilty i'm gonna be skinny no once you stop perceiving yourself as guilty you're not gonna give a fuck you're just gonna have fun in whatever body you find yourself apparently in <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> it's not going to matter. <laughs> not, not find yourself thin. I don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. If I, if I found myself in your body, I know I would be having a good time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because of what it's for. <laughs> Matter. Thank you so much. I'm gonna get off now, Scooter. I'm hear gonna you. get off now because I know the babies make a lot of noise. But please, if you feel inspired to keep talking about any of this, uh, just keep talking. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Um. Jeff Foster wrote a thing today that just got me into a tailspin. I watched the mind just going into, oh my gosh, the, the spiritual bypassing thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny that you brought that up because oh, I actually had all of those thoughts before you started today. That's perfect. Wow. Oh, oh right? Yes. I love how that works out. Um... Absolute truth is toxic, toxic if it does not walk hand in hand with fierce human truth. Teachers who speak of spiritual awakening as some kind of final state of total invulnerability, some resting place where we become immune to grief and pain, untouched by human suffering or wounding, the illusion of human feeling and trauma transcended at last and the separate self finally reduced to ashes are misguided at best, manipulative at worst. Yeah, so it's all the same. It just said different ways. You know, it's all, it's all out. Whatever, whatever you find yourself coming across, any kind of text or anything like that that you find yourself coming across, it's all just for you. So you watch the little flips. Yeah. You know, like, yes. It's like, don't look at the words, look past the words. Watch little flips in the mind. It's all the same. It did make this mind flip to the, to uh, like. Tell me about it. What, what is it like for you? What, it was what, like, I, I never, I'm not supposed to be sad for anybody else because there's not really anything happening. So-and-so didn't just die at 41 years old that Peter knows. And I, you know. Probably you're not supposed to be sad for anyone. Well, that's, that's a different way of seeing it, you know. And I, that might be where the, where the confusion is, you know, is, is that you're supposed to feel a certain way. It's like you don't feel anything, actually. 
but the feelings that occur to you, they're your responsibility. And that's what he means by the humanness. Those feelings are your responsibility. It's like you're, you're touched by them, but not moved by them, let's say. <laughs> you could be touched by sadness without being moved by sadness. Do you see? Uh, I think I do. Um, this guy that Peter used to work with died. Oh, I was Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he died at 41 years old. Just boom, heart attack, gone. Two girls, apparently. So see that that right there. My mind goes into apparently two girls and a wife, and he's gone. He was there, and he's gone. It, well, so. you, know, you don't have to you don't have to conceptualize it so much because all those concepts, what they're for, is for pointing you back to getting the feeling of it for you. So you get the gift. It's a gift for you. That's how you share. That's how you connect. That's how you express that, what people call humanness. You accept it as a gift for you. Well, I guess because I didn't really know him, the thoughts came up of there wasn't really him there right it wasn't even he didn't go anywhere There's yeah no so, so it's like that's explaining it's like that's like explaining the spiritual concept which is great that's explaining the spiritual concepts so since you have the explaining of the spiritual concepts right there you know it's like you're explaining away something to yourself which you need and it's good it's good and then there's also a, a feeling that's the humanness there's a, a, this connection like you have a sense and whoever whoever's telling you what's your sense of how how are you finding out for instance oh my how, are you, how are you finding out the person passed away and all that stuff? um peter peter said Okay, so he's the messenger. He's the messenger in this case. How how do you feel that when when he's presenting it to you? How does he feel to you? Let's say. Well, he he was uh, like shocked. Okay. Because he. So just, that's where your responsibility is. That's where my responsibility. Is. Yeah, he's in you. So the shock that you perceive in him, he's actually in you. It's actually yours. You take care of it. My shock. And it, yeah, I guess I was shocked. Too. I mean, yours to take care of, not yours as a person or personal. Your, your, your purpose. Your purpose. Not your problem. <laughs> Do you see the difference? It's not personal. His shock is not personal. His shock is just not his shock because he's not really there. It's an empty field. So you take care of it. See, I think what's happening is whenever something happens, something bigger or whatever, there's so much mind chatter going on of 
the spiritual concept stuff. Mm-hmm. That's it. Good. There isn't any feeling, I guess, because there's so much here. Oh, well, there wasn't anybody there. So it, oh, there's, there's feeling. There's the, the thing is that the spiritual concepts are running in that moment, which is awesome because you need more of that. You're kidding me. It's exhausting. Well, when you, when you're, when you're, when you're willing, when there's the willingness to just feel what's in the field right now, he's shocked. That's for you. But remember it's for your serving your purpose. It's not a punishment. It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean you're shocked for instance. It means shock is arising and it's your responsibility to take care of it because it's in your field of perception. So instead of pretending with fear, spiritual concepts that you can't feel that, let yourself be touched by it, so to speak, by the shock. It can't hurt you. You have to feel it to heal it. So that sadness that did come for his little girls, as soon as I thought about the little girls, that felt, that was a sadness. Okay, good. Okay. Yep, and, that, and, and that's for, for you right now. It appears to me, in my perception, <laughs> that it's easier for you to see that than to see the shock that seems to be coming in another person. Yes. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is. So make it all one thing. Generalize. That's what you mean by one thing. Yeah. Make it all one thing. His feeling, your feeling. Same, same. Okay. All your responsibility. But all because it's your purpose, because you want that re- responsibility. Remember, you're diving into it like a dolphin. Happy. Playful, <laughs> loving. And then you could just be there for the shock. The story doesn't even matter. You're there for the shock. It's like you're there for the sadness. You're not pushing it away with a spiritual concept, which, you know, you, you, you can decide in any moment that you don't need to think on that spiritual concept that spiritual concept right now that's just pointing that's not that's not that's not where the miracle is that's just a pointer and it's not the truth i mean you're the truth no words are the truth no concept is the truth you are the truth yes. so it's like you be the light right now or is not the truth okay that's a big reason why there's no argument because there's nothing to argument argue about because any concept is not the truth. But the concepts that speak to the truth in your own mind will resolve the thought, the concepts that speak to untruth. Wow. For a while, the concept that speak concepts that speak to untruth, like you're separate, like there's a separate person coming up shocked and in you know just like showing up shocked you know a separate person showing up like that it's like 
it's like you're just making it as if you can just keep on using these spiritual concepts and really it's like pushing that energy away it's like push pushing that energy away and it might manifest in you as maybe the person feels pushed away yeah like not held not held right so you see how i gave the the I, I gave the story about how I was walking down the line and the a girl was crying. It's like mm. full body, crying, 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 you know? And it's like just that, that, that feeling of holding someone is so powerful and you don't have to physically hold them, but it could be, it could be anyone that's expressing an uncomfortable or painful feeling because they're expressing that in you. So you have the capability to hold them because of allowing what's really holding you to be known to you. And in allowing the, in allowing the truth and allowing yourself to rest in the truth of who you are, you can be touched by all the human feelings, no problem. You're not afraid of them because they can't move you. Because you're you're rested in the truth. That nothing is happening. Nobody died. Well, see, now you're conceptualizing it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the truth, though, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah you can say... You can say that it is in a way, but in a sense, it's also conceptual. So in order to integrate it into the experience, it takes something deeper than just the concepts. It's like you're, you're opening to whatever the energy is that's, that's making you repeat these concepts like this. See what I mean? Yeah. You get the that's, sense. Get the that's sense the spiritual of, bypass thing. Right. Get the sense of loss. Let yourself get the sense of loss. It's, a, it's okay. You don't have to believe the thoughts that support it to get the sense of it. The spiritual concepts in that moment where that, where that sense is up to be felt, that's spiritual bypassing. Okay. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it, and when you're ready to see through it, then it gets dropped. Right. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing to be guilty about. It's like, oh, there's spiritual bypassing, not I'm spiritual bypassing. Right, there's. there's you're doing the best you can. Right, and, and it's got to start with this, this, those concepts. Right. For, for, yeah, right. and what you wrote today on Instagram uh, was about something about. Trust that the seeds have been planted. Yes. And it's going to unfold. I, there's no control over when it's going to. Yeah. That's right. But you can take rest in that. Yeah. So beyond the concept, and this reminds me of my mom too, who I was talking to earlier, you know, she's telling me the story of my brother and how he's, how he's devastated and going to jail again. Um, and as she's saying it, I can sense the sense like some, as if something is wrong. See, 
as she's saying, I can sense the sense that something's wrong. So since I can sense the sense of something wrong, it's really fun for me. I just get to relax. I just relax with that sense. It's okay. It's a relaxation, not a resistance. I see. The thoughts will cause a resistance. The thoughts are, you know, when the, the, the spiritual, the, the spiritual concepts are really easily hijacked by the ego to just have them coming out like, Hey, it's this, it's this, it's this, and this, and then you can't feel it. See, you might use a spiritual concept to direct to help to, to motivate you might say to go in. Okay. Let's get this, get this feeling right now. Wow. That's cool, actually. It's fun. It's really fun. You'll see how connected you get with your husband, too, um, when you can embrace that sense of worry, concern, shock. You embrace it in your own body's energy field and watch how much it helps him. Him. And me. Yeah, well, through you. Through because me. you're relaxing. And he and you know he's in your perception. Right. But he's really you. He you're perceiving him you're perceiving him like he's just kidding again. Okay. That's fun, huh? Just kidding. Yeah. Another one to Yeah, you don't have to though. But you know it's it's like you can, if you get the spiritual concept, if you get it, you're going to be laughing. That's the thing. Oh. Okay. It's like a happy, joyful, if you get it, you're laughing. Okay. okay. If you're not getting it and you feel like, you know, you're using spiritual concepts in this way, right. kind of like lead you astray. And it's, it's only, yeah, yeah, spiritual bypassing is kind of a good way of saying it because it's like you're, you, there's an intense feeling that's ready to be felt, but instead you're going to put spiritual concepts out into the field so you can avoid it. Yep, I see that. Yeah. Because my the cat that we were feeding in Texas, they had her in a cage. Somebody, they caught her. Apparently. And she was petrified of everybody. And I, I, my first reaction when I saw her was like, oh. And then, I, then the thought came, oh, she must be so scared. Uh-huh. And then right there was automatic sadness and poor cat. And poor yeah. It's what you want. It's good. Okay, so there was, uh, I could see the thoughts coming as she's just, she's, she's not real. She's okay. So I saw where I was spiritually bypassing right there. Oh, yeah. I see that. Because you don't want to get that feeling. So that's. I don't want to get that sad, heavy feeling. Yeah, you're it's, afraid of it. But yeah. see, it's juicy. It's only fearful on the surface, but it's actually really juicy. And that's what we, you know, that's what we both experienced. Me and my friend who was standing in that line crying, 
that's what we were both experiencing, how juicy that is underneath the surface. Ah, oh, it's good. You want it. Okay. Because yeah. I've, I've avoided anything sad that had to do with animals. Like my whole, I didn't even watch Lassie because okay. it was so sad. I didn't want to deal. I didn't, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So that's perfect. It's per see how it's perfect for you. Yeah, I do. So the curriculum is always giving to you in a perfect way. Whatever it is that comes to you, that is your learning opportunity. Oh, there's a hand of Yulia. I'm gonna let her on. We're we only have 25 minutes left. This is so exciting. We're. It was so cool to be with her. Yay! I'm glad you guys got to hang out. Thank you. And her parents and her boyfriend's mom. Uh-huh. She can speak. She can go from Russian to Spanish to English in the flash. <laughs> Wonderful. Hey, Yulia. I, I don't know how she does it. <laughs> I have a couple more. <laughs> Yay, Yulia. This is awesome. Thank you. Yay, it's awesome to be with you guys. And it's awesome. It was awesome to see Lori too. And, oh, uh, I, love that. I felt such an affinity. I felt so like easy to be with her. Like, oh, wonderful. She is. Most people are awesome to be with. Very easy. <laughs> oh, nice. Yep, that's the kind of broads we are, right, Lori? Uh huh. <laughs> easy broads. Okay. Yep, super easy. <laughs> What's happening? Super easy. Yes. <laughs> yes. And everything Lori talks about tonight and everything you answered her, it was like so crazy. Uh, I would think of something and you would say it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> We're connected in the field. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just uh, wanting to share another cool observation I made by listening to, uh, re-listening to your podcasts. You know, last week it was, uh, you can have peace instead of this that really got me. Yeah. And this, this week, just, just like recently, was like, uh, anytime I think about uh, the future, right? And which, which is a lot, right? Most of the time, because that's what our thoughts are mostly made of, projecting into the future or going back into the past. Right. Uh, there's always a thought of how there's going to be something in the future, a better future. Sometimes there's a fear that it's going to be worse, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But like, I finally got that. I finally got that where you, where you say like about extending time. Yes. Extending time. That's, that's all it does. That there is no need to have a better future, to be skinnier, to be prettier, to be happier. Yeah. To have more work, to be wealthier and whatnot, you know, to have more peace, to have, to be more spiritually advanced, nothing, you know, it's, it's yeah. all about like, why does that thought come like, uh, or in the thought image feeling it's, you know, thought is when you can say it and with that's something more defined, right? Sometimes it's more of a feeling. Like a feeling like, oh, I'm going to have that in the future and it's going to be good, right? Where does yeah, that feeling come from? The thought is just to justify the feeling. Right. The, the, the feeling comes from 
discomfort or, or something that arises in the moment. And that's what you said is the only thing to do is to take care of the feelings that arise now. Yes, that's right. And that's, and, and that's why you, you shorten time because you're not using the illusion to keep on projecting like you want a future. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I do that a lot. I do that like <laughs> all of the time. And it's either, and it's either, oh, it's going to be great or like, no, you know, not in, in those words, but like you have yeah. this good feeling like, oh, you know, you have an image or it's like, oh shit, it's not going to get better because, you know? <laughs> Yeah, just thinking in those terms and, you know, don't, don't look at that as idle thought at all. It's projecting more illusions. It's not idle. It's very powerful to think like that. <laughs> all of your thoughts are very powerful. Um, and it, it's, it'll just set out more time. It can seem to go on forever. Yeah. You don't want and that. The, and the bypassing is a big thing, too. You guys were just talking about this, yeah. and this was very, very precise too. And it's and it's often exactly in those cases when somebody tells you something that makes you uncomfortable, like about the death. Yeah. And I find myself easily saying, "Oh yeah, that's horrible," you know. Uh huh. Yeah, I won't. I won't Thank even find myself. I don't mind saying that because that's like again, if I start analyzing what I say. Or it, it'll, it'll turn into just building another aspect of my ego. Like yeah. the aspect of the ego that has to speak these particular spiritual things and not allow anything else. Yeah, and then also, and then also watch, for, watch for this too. That, you know, you're teaching your mind. So whatever comes out of your mouth, whatever comes out of your mouth, you don't have a choice in that. You don't have a choice in that, but it's like, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I thought terrible. How funny. <laughs> right. Well, it's I, more like, no, I don't think it's terrible, but I feel like saying that it's terrible to the people I'm talking to. <laughs> okay. And, and, and what, what do you, what would you, what do you think motivates that motivates you to speak something that's actually not your truth? Uh, I know what exactly. I, I don't want to shock people and don't want to tell them what I really think because okay. I don't think they'll okay. get it. So, so that's identification with the doer. Yes. That's why, that's, sure. why that's why you have to, that's why you can't speak your truth. It's identification mm -hmm. as a doer. So you think that you have to do it a certain way and that's why it comes out as a denial of truth. See, that's why it comes out as a denial of what's really true. That's why, and, and, and the reason is because you've identified as this one who doesn't want to shock people. Why? Who cares? Why? Why? Would something, if you're an instrument, if you're a vessel of the divine, then what cares? You know? That's the thing. It seems like you have to do it because you're afraid of their reaction. So it seems like you have to do it. And you know, when you teach that, that to yourself, the way your mind takes it is that it's about you. Like you are actually are responsible for your own life. And then it goes all the way across the board. It like makes you feel responsible. 
makes the perception that you in fact are responsible about how the words come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And I'm a doer. Yeah. It's like, feel it, just feel into that. Definitely don't analyze it. That's not what I'm saying at all, but feel into that. Like what is motivating that and be happy about it too, because it's the, it's, it's in your, it's in your willingness to just look at it, that it begins to unravel and reveals itself. And you know what? It gets to be so much more fun for you. Mm-hmm. You won't even yeah, think how fun it is being real. Just notice the feeling and notice why I'm doing that. But I also don't want the pressure of like, I must tell them what I really think. That's right. So, you know, you know, you, you're familiar with the Buddha and he talks about the middle path, right? So, (laughs) So the middle, the middle path is in releasing this identification as one who has to do any, either side, either way. It's, it's, in, it's in letting yourself to just be a vessel for the spirit. That voice that says, I don't want to be too much, for instance. I don't want to be too much in a lot of different ways it manifests like that. That's, the, that's that voice that's getting you hooked into trying to manipulate how you are. So then it's not so joyful for you. As that middle path would just be like such an, a, a, a joyful expression. It might be shocking. Sometimes I find people being shocked, but, you know, looking at me shocked. But it's like, that's perfect. That's, it's all for me. They're giving you that lesson. They're giving you that lesson to, to, so that you can learn how to open up and speak your truth. I also am feeling I'm not entirely committed to that truth that it's not horrible because I find that I can imagine how it is horrible for someone, how it could be, how it, there could be a feeling of like that, you know, like if something like that happened in my life, uh, I can't say, you know, I, I know that I would, you know, have that commitment somewhere to the truth and I were, would work through it, but I can't say that I'm, we're not going to have the terrible. In the, moment, in the moment, that's how it's occurring to you. Perfect. That's perfect because then you just get the effect of that. It's like, did I really? So in, in that moment, in that moment, that's what you were taking is true. Actually is what you're saying that it's horrible horrible for someone, you know, that is a horrible emotion that is arising for someone. Someone someone who's other than you. Right. In my perception, of course, right? <laughs> Who is in my perception? And, and see, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot more to, it's always in, in my perception than that. You know, it's like, if it seems like there's someone who, who is feeling sad, they're just kidding. They're doing it for you. They really are. They're really doing it for you so that you can see that this sadness is actually projected into gift for you. Because you get to the juiciness beneath it. That's why it's not horrible because the sadness is such a gift. Mm-hmm. Even the thinking that it's horrible is a gift. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna know I'm gonna have to listen to this one again and again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, you are so beautiful, Julia. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, you. I appreciate you. These things that you, you bring up, I know they're helpful for so, I mean, at least one person, me. Thank you. <laughs> Did you post Monday's, Monday's, um, Yesterday's dialogue. I've not posted that yet. No. I've been super chill this morning. Like I told you, the the um, the end of it was the end of wisdom dialogues. And I came home and I passed out. And then I was like up in the middle of the night, you know, just like from probably from like one to like six, one to like six, just like in, just like loving it up, just like having it like alone time, like alone time, you can say. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, and then and then and then I slept and didn't wake up till nine. <laughs> I've just been chilling. I had a harp lesson. Eventually, I will go to my phone and go beep 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 beep. <laughs> Look at that bruise. That's awesome. Acupuncture. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, I just saw that. And thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anyone who should do acupuncture, <laughs> but it is fun. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to be wisdom doing wisdom dialogues next week. Um, I'll be in Kona. Come see me in Kona. Um, go to hopejohnson.org if you want to get some of these videos, audios. There's all kinds of audio stuff. There's a book. You can get my book, Unschooling for Parents. You can donate. Um, what else? I think that's it. You can join my newsletter. Yay. I think everything's pretty much there. And you can join me on Facebook. I think you can click to Facebook from there. I'm pretty sure you can. If not, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wisdom dialogues. Yay. Does anyone else have anything before I go? All righty then. Thank you. Hey. Thank you, Hope. All Thank right. you, Lori, Bob. God bless everyone. Bye, <laughs> everyone. In a couple weeks, get some podcasts. Okay. Thank I you. Love you. Love you too. Aloha and a hui ho. <laughs> <laughs>